Normally, a hot bath is the perfect remedy for a lousy day or mood. As I was lying in the bathtub, I closed my eyes and I took a deep breath. I sank further into the water, my breath following the same rhythm as the dripping faucet. Breathe in, drip. Breathe out, drip. I could feel the tears of frustration welling up in my eyes. Just breathe, Candace, I said to myself. 2007 was a tough year. I changed jobs and I was in the midst of a relocation from Denver to LA. And no matter what I did, I could not sell my loft in Colorado. What was I going to do? I had depleted my savings. My credit cards were maxed and there was no possible way that I could borrow any more money from my parents. The realtor suggested a short sell option. My internal voices suggested failure. Hey there, success buddy. Welcome to the Leaving Nowhere podcast with me, Candace Willie. I created this podcast for you. I've spent my entire life learning lessons the hard way. Through those experiences, I realized that all roads really do lead to success. Sometimes we just need better directions on how to get there. Join my guests and I in learning how Leaving Nowhere can help you get to exactly where you want to be. We'll share stories of success and the various methods we've used to help us get there. Let leaving nowhere be a compass in helping you achieve your greatest desires. So your journey to success starts here. Welcome back to another episode of Leaving Nowhere. Today's episode, If I Had Stayed, Saved, and Prayed, focuses on the power of choice, consequence, and transition. Three of the guiding principles that have either plagued me or saved me over the years. That day, as I sat in the bathtub, the weight of the decisions I needed to make were heavy. If you recall, 2007-2008, we experienced a worldwide financial crisis. Excessive risk-taking by banks combined with the burst of the U.S. housing bubble caused the values of securities tied to U.S. real estate to plummet damaging financial institutions globally. My relocation coupled with the need to buy and sell a home caused my own personal financial landslide. I was juggling my personal finances like a clown tossing fire torches at a carnival. I was bound to get burned in the end. I share this story as the current pandemic has surfaced many of the same economic repercussions. Financial stress can cause a variety of emotions. It spawns worry, regret, fear, and anxiety, hence our current state. Here's where I self-reflect and offer up some of my own experiences in the hope of aiding those who may be experiencing financial uncertainty right now. I shamelessly steal the lyrics from the popular 80s hit, Should I Stay or Should I Go by The Clash, as all I could think about during this time was, did I make a mistake by moving? Was I paying the price for some unforeseen decision I wasn't supposed to make? I was on cloud nine when I accepted my new job. That quickly changed as the result of my decision and how it impacted my financial well-being. As a matter of fact, it was devastating. I was living every day with regret and even worse, remorse. If you or someone you know is dealing with this emotion, I would share a few tips on learning to let go and find inner peace. 
It's not easy, and it may take some time, but it's better than living with the burden of guilt, shame, or remorse every single day. Here's what you or they can do. First, take action. There are situations where everything is out of our hands. If, however, there is something that can be done, take action. Chances are you've been thinking about the ways in which you can make things right, so use the opportunity to do something. It may not fix everything or anything, but you'll sleep better knowing you tried your best. In my situation, this was hiring and consulting a financial counselor. They gave me advice that was hard to hear, but they also gave me solutions and a way to take action. This leads me to owning up to it. Yes, you might have to eat some humble pie. We all make mistakes and the only way to get things back on track is to own up to them. The truth is, even prior to moving, I had purchased a home that made me house poor. I had a beautiful place to live. And well, I had a beautiful place to live. I had no wiggle room financially. My lesson here was live within your means. Next, and something I talk a lot about, feel the pain. Do not suppress the emotion. I repeat, do not suppress the emotion. There's belief that expressing anger or hurt somehow makes us weak. The reality is that in order to process the experience and move forward, we need to allow ourselves to have those feelings. You don't have to wallow in your misery, but I would share the pain has to come out one way or another. I would also tell you to find forgiveness. If it's forgiving someone else or yourself, One of the reasons people are hesitant to forgive is that they think it means they are condoning bad behavior. However, it isn't true. My mom used to say, forgive but don't forget. In other words, release the emotional baggage and use the lesson as experience or knowledge. This also helps you move from victim to a survivor mentality. Lastly, accept what is. When something happens, it can change our lives. For me, learning to better manage my finances impacted my life and my way of thinking. In many cases, you won't ever be able to go back to the way things were and you will have to find a new norm. I do realize it's easier said than done, of course, but it begins with acceptance. Facing your regrets is going to be work. It will probably be painful, terrifying, and exhilarating all at the same time, but don't let that hold you back. Your personal growth and happiness depends on you finding a way to move forward. I found it to be worth the effort. One additional topic I would like to expand on here is saving for a rainy day. Boy, during that time in my life, every day was overcast with a 99% chance of rain. So to avoid a storm of your own, I would also share my top three financial learnings from this period of my life. Those three things are have an emergency kitty, reconsider your assets, and don't give the bank all your money. Now, what exactly is emergency kitty? What it means is always have enough in savings to cover a minimum of six months of your household expenses. This includes rent or mortgage, utilities, and food. Why the need to reassess your assets? Well, assets are nice to have, but it isn't nice if you can't pay for them. This means drive a car that you can afford, live in a place that doesn't take your entire paycheck, and purchase things that align with your income. 
And then there's that giving all your money to the bank. So finally, I would share pay cash whenever possible. I'm not telling you not to have credit cards. What I am telling you is pay attention to the small print on credit card applications. This will make you think before you use the card. From a mindset perspective, this is also when I stopped connecting my self-worth and value to a job, asset, or tangible things. Managing finances can be stressful and challenging. However, they don't have to define who you are. Before we dive deeper into our topic today, I would remind you to visit our brand partner, Green Tea Hawaii's webpage and check out their new flavors. If you haven't tried this amazing product, you can save $15 off your first 60 count box by using the promotional code KL15. Go to greenteahawaii.com or call 866-960-1548. Look better, feel better, be better. Green Tea Hawaii. So what helped define me? I also found prayer and grace at this challenging time in my life. It was the first time that I had prayed as an adult. No, it wasn't the first time that I had bowed my head and said grace. It's the first time I closed my eyes and asked God to help me. The interesting thing is, all I could think about for the first 10 minutes was, I hope I'm doing this right. I tried to remember what I had learned in church as a child. I started with, Dear Heavenly Father, I paused and corrected myself, Dear God. And then I simply said, Please hear my prayer. And then I cried. I poured my soul into what honestly was a verbal mess of a tell. It wasn't elegant or graceful, but it was real. I felt the words drain from my toes to my head. I shared how it was my fault that moving and jumping from one thing to another thing was me running from my problems and my fear. I asked for guidance and courage to move past this point in my life. Once I finished what felt like an hour-long diatribe, I sat silently. I found a sense of calm that I had long awaited for. The anger, disappointment, guilt, and shame were silenced. My spiritual self, along with every physical element of my life, changed. Through this much-needed life-changing experience, I had revived my faith and purpose. Outwent my emotional attachment and in came my inner peace along with regular prayer and journaling. I've shared on a few previous episodes that I found meditation and yoga as a result of a bout with clinical depression a few years ago. Today, I combine my passion for meditation and yoga with my prayer and journaling routine. One of my all-time favorite authors on the topic of spirituality and relationships is Rob Bell. He says, you can set your intentions to better understand your soul, your spirit, through daily practices like prayer, yoga, and meditation. In fact, he has a new book out that I just downloaded called Everything is Spiritual. I can't wait to listen to it. A few of my favorite books by Bell are How to Be Here and Love Wins. As a lover of the written word, I have to say, some books entertain you, other books teach you something, really good books do both. Then there are the rare books, the ones that change your life. The book of How to Be Here is one of those. If you've ever dreamed that you could do something but been afraid to try, this book is for you. Or if you play it safe instead of taking that big risk because of white-knuckling fear, this book is for you. And 
If you want to start living a life that you create with intention instead of falling out of bed only to fall back into it, this book is for you. I can't offer a higher recommendation. Bell's work changed my life, and I believe it can change yours too. Okay, so what does this all mean? It means don't fear the current state of the world. Life evolves constantly, and we are intended to evolve with it. Today will not be like tomorrow, and tomorrow will not be like any other day you've lived before. Live your life. Don't live in fear of regret, and if you have it, work through it and move on. The challenges we are experiencing today will teach us something to better life for our children, our grandchildren, and so on. I know it is easy to get caught up in all the things that social norms tell us define success, but chasing shiny things or something better won't guarantee your happiness. I worked very hard as a young single mother to provide for my family, but at some point, I'm not even sure when, it turned to wanting more and more doesn't always equal joy, love, or fulfillment. Ask yourself, are you in good health? Do you spend your time on the things that matter most in your life? Do your personal and professional values align? If you can say yes to all those questions, then no matter what is going on around you, you will remain rooted in something more. Please don't let a year or two in a lifetime derail your well-being or faith. If you ever question if you should have stayed, saved, or prayed, look inward and listen to the quiet, reassuring voices that remind you that you're not alone. Until next time, success buddies, listen to this podcast on Apple or the podcast platform of your choice. And stay connected by signing up for my monthly newsletter at leavingnowhere.com. Thank you for joining today's episode of Leaving Nowhere. Here's to you and you accelerating your life and career.